Welcome to the Bible in a Year with Manna. I'm your host, Uriah Beagle, and with me today is Mr. Richard Young. Join us as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible. The reading plan we're following is the one-year chronological Bible. Today is day number 33, and we'll be reading from the book of Exodus, chapters 4, 5, 6, and part of 7, 7 verses 1 through 13. Let's dive in. Exodus chapter 4, starting in verse 18. Then Moses went back to his father-in-law Jethro and said to him, Please let me return to my brothers in Egypt to see if they are still alive. Go in peace, Jethro replied. Now the Lord had said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who sought to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, and headed back to Egypt. And he took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord instructed Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders that I have put within your power. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then tell Pharaoh that this is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son, and I told you to let my son go so that he may worship me. But since you have refused to let him go, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. Now at a lodging place along the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. But Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched it to Moses' feet. Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me, she said. So the Lord let him alone. When she said bridegroom of blood, she was referring to the circumcision. Meanwhile, the Lord had said to Aaron, Go and meet Moses in the wilderness. So he went and met Moses at the mountain of God and kissed him. And Moses told Aaron everything the Lord had sent him to say and all the signs he had commanded him to perform. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the Israelites, and Aaron relayed everything the Lord had said to Moses. And Moses performed the signs before the people, and they believed. And when they heard that the Lord had attended to the Israelites and had seen their affliction, they bowed down and worshipped him. Exodus chapter 5. After that, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go, so that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh replied, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they answered. Please let us go on a three-day journey into the wilderness to sacrifice to the Lord our God. Or he may strike us with plagues or the sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, Why do you draw the people away from their work? Get back to your labor. Pharaoh also said, Look. The people of the land are now numerous, and you would be stopping them from their labor. That same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their foremen, You shall no longer supply the people with straw for making bricks. They must go and gather their own straw, but require of them the same quota of bricks as before. Do not reduce it, for they are lazy. That is why they are crying out, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder on the men so that they will be occupied and pay no attention to these lies. So the taskmasters and the foremen of the people 
went out and said to them, This is what Pharaoh says. I am no longer giving you straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your workload will in no way be reduced. So the people scattered all over the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters kept pressing them, saying, Fulfill your quota each day, just as you did when the straw was provided. Then the Israelite foremen, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over the people, were beaten, and they were asked, Why have you not fulfilled the quota of bricks yesterday or today as you did before? So the Israelite foremen went and appealed to Pharaoh, Why are you treating your servants in this way? No straw has been given to your servants, yet we are told, Make bricks! Look, your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. You are slackers, said Pharaoh. Slackers, that is why you keep saying, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will be given no straw, yet you must deliver the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foremen realized they were in trouble when they were told, You must not reduce your daily quota of bricks. Then they left Pharaoh, and they confronted Moses and Aaron, who stood waiting to meet them. May the Lord look upon you and judge you, the foreman said, for you have made us a stench before Pharaoh and his officials. You have placed in their hand a sword to kill us. So Moses returned to the Lord and asked, Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people, and you have not delivered your people in any way. Exodus chapter 6. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh, for because of my mighty hand he will let the people go. Because of my strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God also told Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land Canaan, the land where they lived as foreigners. Furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, tell the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians and deliver you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgments. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians, and I will bring you into the land that I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Moses relayed this message to the Israelites, but on account of their broken spirit and cruel bondage, they did not listen to him. So the Lord said to Moses, Go and tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of his land. But in the Lord's presence, Moses replied, If the Israelites will not listen to me, then why would Pharaoh listen to me since I am unskilled in speech? Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge concerning both the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. These were the heads of their fathers' houses. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, were Hanok and Palu, Hezron and Carmi. These were the clans of Reuben. 
The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These were the clans of Simeon. These were the names of the sons of Levi according to their records, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Levi lived 137 years. The sons of Gershon were Libni and Shimei by their clans. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived 133 years. The sons of Merari were Mahali and Mushi. These were the clans of the Levites according to their records. And Amram married his father's sister Jocheb, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. Amram lived 137 years. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zitri. The sons of Uziel were Mishel, Elzaphan, and Sithri. And Aaron married Elisheba, the daughter of Aminadab, and sister of Nashon, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanan, and Abisiath. These were the clans of the Korites. Aaron's son Eleazar married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phinehas. These were the heads of the Levite families by their clans. It was this Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their divisions. Moses and Aaron were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, in order to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Now on the day that the Lord spoke to Moses in Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything I say to you. But in the Lord's presence, Moses replied, Since I am unskilled in speech, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Exodus chapter 7. The Lord answered Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I will multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt, and by mighty acts of judgment, I will bring the divisions of my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh tells you, perform a miracle, you are to say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh called the wise men and the sorcerers and the magicians of Egypt And they also did the same things by their magic arts. One of them threw down his staff, and it became a serpent. But Aaron's staff swallowed up the other staffs. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them just as the Lord had said. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for your power and your grace that you did deliver the Israelites by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. 
And thank you, Lord, that you stand ready to deliver any who will call on the name of Jesus, our precious Messiah. In his name we pray. Amen. We return to Jethro, one of our great characters here, who is the father-in-law who actually lets his new son-in-law go. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating that Moses has such a level of respect and honor for Jethro that he asks permission to leave. Yeah, and he gives it to him freely. Mm-hmm. Go in peace. I think that's a great contrast considering the last father-in-law we were really talking about was Laban, mm. who did some trickery instead. But mm-hmm. here we have Jethro setting a good example of that, uh, letting him go with nothing, nothing poor between them, a lot of respect between them. So he goes and gets some more instruction from the Lord. And on his way out, he is about to be killed by the Lord. Mm. Quite a, a strange thing happening there. Yeah, I, I, Moses apparently has forgotten to do something very important. What would he forget? Yeah, he forgot to circumcise his own son. And Zipporah takes a flint knife in her hand, cuts off her son's foreskin, and throws it at Moses' feet and says, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. Wow. Quite the title to give your husband, eh? (laughs) My wife has never called me that. I know. I'm missing it, too. Man, I got to talk to my wife, see if I can get upgraded on the list of titles. I'm not sure you want that one. <laughs> anyway, Moses, Moses goes on. Aaron runs out to meet him in the wilderness, and they embrace joyful reunion. And Moses immediately tells Aaron, hey, we have a, a job to do, a huge job to do. Matter of fact, I, I've heard someone say, Moses said, Lord, here am I. Send Aaron. <laughs> he, he did not want the job. So Moses didn't want the job, but we don't see any rejection from Aaron. Aaron being, I believe, a priest at this time is what we're indicated, Mm -hmm. that he was already performing some of his Levitical duties. Mm -hmm. So already had a good relationship with God and was like, well, if if God said it, I better go do this. Mm -hmm. And they end up in Pharaoh's court. Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh and they start the process of saying, let my people go. Yeah, but... Even as they're saying it, God has already told them that he's going to make Pharaoh's heart hard mm. so that he does not listen. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't listen, and he uh, decides to make the hard work that they already have harder. Yeah, he makes them not include straw in the bricks. So back in the day, they would have been making probably a mud brick, mm-hmm. and the straw would have been a binding agent for the clay to harden around, give it shape, and add... Uh, What's the word? An engineer need, will need to help me out someday. But the linear strength, the strength along the bounds there. Tensile strength. Tensile strength. I think that's Thank what you. you're looking for. Uh, so, yeah, raw materials had been provided for them on a regular basis. Now, suddenly, they've got to go out and get their own, find their own stubble. But uh, do it in the same amount of time. Right. And the same, the same quota. We're not knocking down your work. And, I mean, how many times have we had that? opportunity to have a good attitude at work when our boss comes and says, yeah, you have the same quota and I'm not going to find X for you. You have to get that on your own. I thankfully have never had that. Mm. I th- you know who I think of is so many of our teachers in the schools today come out of pocket on their own to provide for 
their students in their classes. It's just a real example of mm. real love for their students and a desire to see them excel. So we salute you, teachers, in your efforts to provide for your students. We need to pray for our, our public school teachers. That was for free. I don't know where that came from. But. <laughs> well, but here in some of Pharaoh's refusal, he starts calling the mm. Israelites slackers, mm. saying that they're just turning to this God because they're lazy. Mm. And part of that might be because in the Egyptian mythos, right, Pharaoh would be equating himself to a God. And so mm -hmm. he's saying, I'm the only God you need. You can pray to me and do your work. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and we'll see that, that theme repeated. It, it's interesting, too, at the very outset, God calls Israel his firstborn son. The whole nation is named the Son of God. And because Pharaoh would not let the son go, God has said, well, I will kill your firstborn son. And it's right up front, and, and that theme will carry through as Israel is is called over and over again the Son of God. It's interesting, the prophetic language later in Isaiah has confused some in the nation of Israel even to this very day because they did not see the Son as indeed the suffering Messiah that would come. But I'm getting way ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> only a few days. Oh, only a few years. <laughs> <laughs> but here... We have in, uh, in the text, the next thing that goes on is they asked to go sacrifice. They were denied. Mm -hmm. And then we get this story of the foreman getting beat. Mm. And they're getting abused and beaten down. And then who do they go to once they're getting beaten up? They go back to Moses and Aaron and said, what have you done to us? Look what, look what you did. And Moses and Aaron do something, too. Who do they go to? They go to Pharaoh. Well, they go to God first. Yes. And then God tells them, Go to Pharaoh. Deal with this. And so they go to Pharaoh, and we have the miracle of the staff turning into the serpent. But I mm. think what's interesting here is that now Moses has handed the staff to Aaron mm -hmm. and tells Aaron to throw the staff down. Mm -hmm. And so Aaron performs this miracle. And, and the dark arts of Egypt are a real thing. This was not in someone's imagination— the Egyptians threw down staffs too, multiple ones. But we see God, the living God, which Moses's staff and then his serpent represents, eats up all of the other gods rolling around on the floor. All the other serpents are consumed by the one because there is only one living God. And he is stronger than all of these uh, so-called gods. gods. Yeah, right. Right. The spirits, the spiritual beings that the Egyptian, what they call them magicians, right. are calling upon right. to perform their dark arts. Mm -hmm. Magicians, sorcerers, quote, wise men, unquote. But these, these were not wise men at all because they have not acknowledged the one true God, the creator of all things seen and unseen. That's... The, the, the field has never been level when it comes to spiritual warfare. No, our God is an awesome God. Our God is the one who created everything seen and unseen. And the other so-called gods also are mere creatures, spiritual creatures, but mere creatures. And then we conclude here with a 
interlude of Moses and Aaron talking to God again because Pharaoh did not believe them. No, I mean, just it's it's interesting. Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Some some of the uh, I think the Hebrew tradition says that Pharaoh hardened his own heart. He refused to respond, as you said. He saw himself as a god, a demigod, and so he would not acknowledge the lordship of the living God, and said no. You know, he hardened his heart. He made himself firm in his resolve and his determination not to let the people of Israel go. And that'll be repeated again and again. And each time he does it, each time he hardens his own heart, the potential for his own salvation is diminished again and again and again. And finally, we'll get to the end of the ten plagues. I feel like that is almost prophetic of what happens in our lives when we refuse the commands of our Lord, mm. where he has to send a wake-up call. Mm. It may start softly, mm-hmm. just a gentle reminder from a friend, like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And mm. then it gets a little bit worse, and then it's to the point where you really shouldn't be doing that. And he gets froward with the froward. Uh, maybe in your spare time you could jump way ahead to Romans chapter 1 and see how a conscience becomes seared. Mm. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you tomorrow for day number 34 of the Bible in a Year with Manna.